What's up, listeners? We're so glad that you're back for episode two of the newly rebooted The Games We Love podcast. Maybe you were intrigued by meeting us in our intro episode, or maybe you just didn't listen to that, and so we didn't even have the opportunity to scare you off. Either way, we're happy you're here, and we're excited to talk about some video games in this episode. Quick round of introductions first. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron, and with me here tonight are Kevin. Hi. Jesse. Hi. And Brad. Hello. Before we get into our normal weekly flow of episodes, we thought it would be fun to sort of do a catch-up on 2022 and where we all are with gaming as of right now. So we're going to go over some of our favorites of the year, what we've been loving, not necessarily what we are playing in the moment currently, because we'll probably be saving that progressive talk for our ongoing weekly shows. But we're also going to discuss some of the biggest news of the year thus far. And so away we go. All right. Well, I'm going to start with you again, Kevin, up first. That's right. Get the honors. I see you grinning. Thank you very much. You're you're so proud. Happy to be back. I'm glad I wasn't fired after the first episode, so that was nice. <laughs> be very awkward since we're recording back to back. But uh, yeah, we're all equal shareholders. Be... We can't fire you. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Unless we band this... together. That's true. That's oh, true. It's going to come to a vote. By vote <laughs> three to one, you are voted <laughs> off the island. Yeah. Oh man. I will I didn't even get you. to. I didn't get to play one of those challenges. Weren't there aren't there challenges? I haven't watched that show in 20 years, but your challenge is this episode. Let's see if you can save yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, if we're talking about completing games, I don't think I'm going to win that challenge. I mentioned in my intro that I play a lot of games. I have all the systems. I mean, you guys were talking about old school systems. I've got my Sega Dreamcast, my Sega Saturn. I mean, I've got all the systems, played all the games. I try to get all the new ones. But I don't finish very many. So I don't have a lot of games this year in 2022 I've completed, you know, but I've got some games that I am playing, if you would allow me to tell you the ones that I have started. Right now I'm playing Returnal, which is a lot of fun. I haven't, I decided I couldn't go into Elden Ring if I haven't played stuff like Returnal. And, uh, I, you know, I, I still haven't beaten Bloodborne. So like, I don't think I, I have earned the right to play Elden Ring. But uh, Returnal has been a lot of fun. Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, the Lego Star Wars game is so fun. Um, I'm only to episode two. I started, I decided to go chronologically. So I went one and then I'm in episode two. Uh, I downloaded Crisis because it's free if you have PlayStation Now. So they remastered it. It's like the PS4 version. So I thought I'd check that out and see if I could run it. And Horizon Forbidden West, I still haven't beaten, which like I've moved on to three other games and still haven't beaten the main story of that. So I'm a little ashamed because I love, uh, you know, Zero Dawn and uh, I, I really want to beat this game. So I've got to come back to that. And then my ongoing games I play online with my son are like Call of Duty, Fortnite, of course, we're really big with that. Some Apex when he ropes me into playing it. Not a huge fan of that. Uh, and I know Brad would love it if I played Overwatch, but I just can't I do it. I would love so it like, so much, Kevin. I know, I know. So, you know, I like to play those games because they're easy. Uh, when we talk about not having the time to finish games, I like the fact that you can team up with a friend or two and, and just play a few rounds online and then log off when you can. And so that's kind of how I operate and just try to pick up, you know, in the late nights or on the weekends, play some of those story missions and yeah, you know, cross your fingers I can get through uh, Forbidden West soon because that really is high up on my list. So how far have you gotten in Horizon so far? I mean, I like hours-wise. 
Oh, hours wise, uh, I'm probably like ten hours in. Okay, it's a pretty big game. It's it's pretty chunky. Like it's but bigger than first one. Here's the problem though. So I'm like Brad, and that I'm a completionist. I just don't have time to complete the games. So my ten hours is probably like two story hours. That's the problem. Is I just want to explore everything. I want to upgrade my characters. I want to get the best gear so that when I get to the next mission, I just fly through it. You know, I want to. I want to really build my character. I did the same thing with with a Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like mm-hmm. that was a probably a hundred hour game to complete because i wanted to get everything and and level up so that's my problem is i really have a hard time plowing through the story and maybe as i talk to you guys and hear some of your strategies as we do this show i'll be able to let go a little bit and just get through the main quests but right now that's my biggest issue well let's yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) i was gonna say i i mean i i'm the same way in regards to being a completionist and getting everything and specifically horizon and anything that is open world, which most of those we're talking about are they're going to be a challenge because I've got to collect everything. I, I cannot move on. My brain will not allow me to go forward. And one of the most fascinating things about Elden ring and what I think makes it so special is the lack of a map, right? And if you aren't familiar with it, Elden Ring is a Dark Souls game, but it's open world and it strips away the map and it has one of the most massive open worlds you will ever see, but there's no icons. So there's no quest log. You just kind of figure it out. You stumble through things. And so there, there's nothing on your map to go to other than, well, it looks like it could be a cave drawn over there in that corner. You know, like, I guess I'll ride my horse over to that cave and see what happens. And then all kinds of crazy stuff may happen on your way to the cave. Whereas like a horizon forbidden West, as fun as the gameplay loop is, I simply cannot go do the next quest even unless all those little icons are completely off my screen. It's, it's like paralysis. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to see those icons on the map. So I don't know, with Elden Ring, it makes me think maybe that would help me with that. But then I'm thinking, oh, now I'm going to have to like draw my own maps. I'm going to become a cartographer. <laughs> cool. And I'm I'm going to be making my own, and I'm going to put little triangles and circles for That's different things. That's how games things. used to be. And, <laughs> yeah. We did, yeah. It's like Etrian Odyssey on the 3DS, one of the series that I'm going to try and go back and, and get some of the games. You actually did do that. You play in first person, and you have to create your map of the dungeon as you're walking through it. Like, you have to write down on a little on the bottom screen of the 3DS where the doors are and where you found a chest and all these. That's way too much work, I think. But <laughs> I mean, it's literal work. But so, what have you been thinking about Horizon so far? Like, give us your kind of review of your first ten hours with it. Did you play? Yeah. What, did you play the first one? Yeah, I, I played the first one. I beat it. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't think I finished all the DLC. I I may have started the DLC. I I definitely started it, but I don't think I ever finished the DLC. But I loved the first one. Spent a lot of time with it. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous game on PS4. Like you, Aaron. I've got. I guess Brad, you've got PS5. Do we all have PS5s here? I don't. You don't. Okay. No, I'm not trying to exclude it's anybody. Okay. I uh, you know, I. I was really excited uh, for it being on the PS5 and pushing the capabilities of the system. I was a little disappointed, as I told Brad, with the graphics on it, because since it is a game that 
is on PS4, which I understand because not everyone has PS5, but I do feel that they held back on the graphics a bit because it had to be on both systems. And so I think it looks good on PS5, but I'm really excited to play next-gen exclusives like Ratchet and Clank at 60 frames per second and 4K. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous game. That is one that I beat last year. So, you know, if we're talking about 2021, I did beat a few games. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Cyberpunk uh, 2077. I loved that game. I, I, I bought Cyberpunk on Xbox, PS4, PC, Stadia. Uh, I have the big collector's set where you get like steel book and a art book and all that stuff. That is a game that I was totally immersed in the cyberpunk world, which, you know, that started as kind of a, a tabletop type game. I never actually played that version, but as I did my research and learned about it, how the game came to be and the story was developed, I really got into that world and, uh, and those kind of things hook me. So those are games that I, the RPGs, Borderlands, for, first person shooter RPGs, looter shooters. I love that stuff. But going back to Horizon, it looks good. I like it. But again, I'm stuck kind of running into all those side missions. I told Brad the other day that I I was having such trouble getting through to my next mission. It was so frustrating. I played for like two hours, kept dying over and over again. And then I realized I was on a side mission. I wasn't leveled up to the appropriate part to play. Like I thought it was just a main quest. So frustrated that I just wasted two hours dying. But uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to like get get through to those main quests and trying to force myself to play it. And it's really fun. I like the story. Uh, I I yeah. I mean, it it's everything that you love about the first one. I think it's it's just as good. It's got a little bit of the updated graphics, and I'm excited to get through more of the story because I'm barely past the title sequence where it says, uh, you know, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. So I've got uh, probably. 25-ish hours into it. I never finished Horizon Zero Dawn either, and I'm doubtful that I will ever finish Forbidden West. I would love to say that I will, but I know that it's way down in the pecking order. It's one of those games that I gotta play and gotta try because it's new and it's intriguing and it's got a very unique heroine to it, which I think is special about it. Like We don't have many of these kind of Aloy specifically is is maybe more in depth than Lara Croft has even gotten in recent years, who's my favorite. And I had a blast with it. I mean, I really was enjoying Forbidden West. It's just a checklist game. And it got to the point where if I could have forced myself to mainline it, I probably would have enjoyed it more. I think the visual upgrades are nice. For me, 60 FPS has become the difference maker on next-gen consoles. So I never used to be an FPS guy. I didn't think about it. I kind of would roll my eyes if I heard people say, oh, you know, I can't play anything unless it's 60 FPS locked now. And (laughs) I'd I'd be like, stop being elitist. Like, you're ridiculous. Games are just fine at 30 or 40 or 50 FPS, whatever. Like, it's not that big of a difference. It is that big of a difference. Trying to go backwards now and play games that are not that snappy, that don't have that quickness to the movement and the flexibility in the character model it it is a vast vast challenge for me to get used to it because it just feels like i'm playing in slow motion and i love the way that aloy moves in this game and the way that she can kind of traverse the landscape yeah we've been spoiled and i i agree aaron it's one of those things where if you're not used to it if you don't play a lot of games that way you're like yeah i mean ps4 is a beautiful system it displayed great it the you know the games looked awesome they still do but once you go to ps5 or if you 
PC game and, and you play in 60 frames a second or I my my PC my monitor I think is 144 hertz you know so it's a little bit smoother it is really hard to go backwards it's like I remember when DVDs first came out and I got a DVD player in 1999 and trying to watch a VHS one of my hundreds of VHSs I had amassed at that point it was really hard to go backwards and and people were like oh they're good you know they're they're fine but really once you got on DVD it was it was a tough one yeah it becomes more like a nostalgic experience yeah. than an enjoyable one it's it's like you're that's how i am with retro games nowadays honestly i, I have friends that are like oh i'm gonna go back and play streets of rage 2 for the 15th time and i'm like why why <laughs> on earth would you want to do that I, I don't mind playing retro style games those actually appeal to me greatly but i want retro style games with modern comfort and modern accessibility features <laughs> and such you know i don't want old i need every rpg to have a speed up battle feature from now on that's what i need because i'm love turn-based rpgs and i'm tired of like slow fighting when i'm grinding like if you're gonna have grinding in your game that's fine but you need to let me get through those battles super quickly so that i don't waste my time i hate games that waste my time and so yeah i i would i think that you really could enjoy Forbidden West. I, you know, I've gotten through, I think there's three big areas, four if you count the tutorial area. And the tutorial area is gigantic, so I'm sure you're still in it. But you'll go through this gate into like the wilds of what is, I guess, supposed to be like near San Francisco area. And there's like three different, you know, biomes, of course, where you've got like a winter one and a desert one and. I don't know if it's a, a mountainous one or something, but I've gotten through most of one and it was a blast, but there just comes a point where it's like, okay, I'm still just killing different robot dinosaurs. I'm still doing the same thing over and over and over, but I do like the flexibility in that game. They have tons of different weapons and ways you can fight. So you can get more melee with this new sequel than you could before like i remember trying melee in horizon zero dawn and it just was not for me like you would get wiped really quick but it's viable in this one if you pump points into it and you get some abilities so yeah uh if you get back to it it'll be interesting to hear you know how it stacks up for you overall if it wins the day and gets your minutes I'm <laughs> I'm going to try to. It is one that I I know I can pick up and put down the Lego games and all and they're super fun, but I really do want to get through the story because I love the story of Zero Dawn and I this one hasn't quite hooked me there yet and I think that's why I'm not ru- able to rush through it as much because it's just not grabbing me like it did originally. It was so it felt so original with the first game, so I hope that it hooks me. I want to get back into it. Now, I, I will report back. I will say two games in the past few years that have really hooked me like you know, hook, line, and sinker, like, play the. I wanted to play them again right after I beat them. Cyberpunk is one where I mm-hmm. did play multiple times recently. And uh, The Last of Us Part Two. I mean, that, yep. I, I, I think that that's one of the greatest stories ever made. I, I just fell in love with that so much. And uh, when a game can do that, I think that's what's really special is we're getting games that are the storytelling. And it's been like this for a little bit now, but people are starting to realize the storytelling in games, the voice acting, the motion capture. We're starting to get this art that is 
on the level, if not surpassing film, which is usually the most respected of the storytelling techniques that, that the mainstream clings to. And uh, games like The Last of Us 2 really show how amazing of an art form it is. And, and it makes me fall in love with games. And uh, it's something that I'm really excited to talk about those connections that we have with, with the medium. Yeah. So last thing for you then, we'll all answer this, but going into next week, like thinking forward about, okay, so each week we're going to talk about what we've been playing that week, or maybe something that, you know, if you need to talk about something you revisited that you've already beaten in the past or whatever, what, what is your like lineup look like? Like what, what are the games that you think you're going to be playing now? Is there anything you're kind of focused on? Like the next thing that you're going to beat? Do you have like different categories of game you mentioned you know you have your games that you play on the side with your son of course sure but what is your time like primarily going to go into do you think and you can change that it doesn't have to be you don't have to stick to it i'm just curious yeah sure uh you know i'm gonna pick up and put down lego star wars i don't think i'll have beaten it by next week or anything but you know i might get get through to the episode four or something by then but the the ones that i really want to try to get through horizon is probably my number one and then Returnal, I don't know. That that game is so difficult, and I'm really enjoying it, but it's much like Bloodborne, where I can put dozens and dozens of hours into it, and I don't know if or when I'll actually finish it. So I'd like to say Returnal, but at this point, I don't think I've hardly had any upgrades or anything. I've probably played 10 hours, and I think I'm at like the starting point still. <laughs> like I don't know where I've really gotten with it. So I'm going to play some Returnal. We'll see where it goes. The other one is, I lost it, at Horizon? Returnal. Oh, um, Kirby. I want to. I think I can get through Kirby pretty quick. So my goal is that I'll have beaten the story of Kirby by next week. So, so, so it's easy. It's easy. So, so okay. So I can't wait. And whenever somebody else on here finally gets through Kirby, like I want to do a full deep dive. Like I want us to talk about Kirby. And I'm gonna hold off on mentioning because I played through the whole yeah. game with my son co-op. We 100% of the game, one of the very few games, like we did the post-game story stuff, we did the boss rush mode, we did everything, we beat all the mini games with full stars. I unabashedly am in love with that game, and if it wasn't for Elden Ring, I will tease you and say Kirby would be my game of the year right now. So, never wow. saw it coming. Never saw it coming. So, And it is like, definitely, you can you can beat it in six to ten hours simple game. So, yes. We'll talk about Kirby <laughs> when you guys get to it. I'll be excited about that. Uh, and Lego Star Wars, maybe you can talk about that some more next next week and give us your thoughts on that because I've only played through one or two missions uh, and I probably won't get to it for a while, but curious about that. And then Returnal, I actually have a connection to Returnal too. So eventually I would love to try that co-op mode in Returnal that they added. So maybe we can get together and do some of that at some point as well and then report back on our experience. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Well, Jesse, what have you been up to in the last three or four months when it comes to specific games? I like how you use the word specific. <laughs> like you already <laughs> hey, I'm know. trying to help you out here. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to, you. Trying to get, you know, keep you on the path. I need, I need that help. So I, I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, I've played a lot of games <laughs> this year. I was actually sitting here trying to remember, like, I'm like, I have to actually have a list. People ask me what kind of games I play, and I literally have to, like, look through my history because I can't remember because there's so many. And also, I can't remember things. So, but, yeah, uh, like, right now, I, I can, I'm going to work backwards. So, so right now, I'm playing My Time in Porsche for the first time. It was on sale, and I played it on my Switch. So, it's I'm a, about a sim, 15 right? hours in. 
some kind huh? of a sim? Is it like a uh, like a Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing? Yeah, yeah, it's it's based off of that. Yeah, I, I I'm 15 hours in, and and I you would think that, that would be enough to understand what you're doing. I do not entirely. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I've I ask what you've done? Going, okay. <laughs> I spent I, most of the game trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. First of all, zero experience <laughs> with this game. Never played it before, so, and I never saw anybody play it either. That was fun. <laughs> I'm I'm just finally starting to like figure things out though. So and I I had my first uh town martial arts competition and I got first place. So that's something. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then approximately 15 hours before playing uh, my time in Portia, I was playing the Survivalist. It's also a Switch game, and you can have a gang of monkeys. And that was really enticing for me. And again, it's a game where you're... I, I think I've I narrowed it down and, like, hear you guys talk about this. Like, I feel like I am I belong for the first time. So nice to hear how everybody has this obsession with collecting things. I thought it was just me. <laughs> no, you can... If it's a game that you can collect things without being like encumbered that's like the the most i can't handle a game that walks slower when you have things in your pocket i can't do it if Skyrim. like if that's a game exactly that's the first time i experienced that and i went straight to see how to override it and i always i got the mod because uh-uh no if i'm gonna be walking slower I, there's two things in the game i need i need to collect all the things and be able to walk quickly if i can't I like do that. that i'm done <laughs> I get in so much trouble with those games like Skyrim. They are there if 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 I was bored, which I haven't been in a long time, but if I was <laughs> bored, they are such a great time suck because I will go into a house in Skyrim or whatever, go into the castle. I will go through and take every spoon, every fork, every apples. book, every dish, apples. My it does I I will pots. be over encumbered. Yeah, I don't pots. even know what you do with them. Forks. Yeah, they're nothing. I don't There's know what you do. do with them. They're not worth saying. I collect, but I have to collect them. <laughs> So I'll be walking slow through the castle, holding hundreds of these things, and I don't care if it's if it's red and like if someone sees you, you're gonna get in trouble. I will sneak around and take every one of their things, <laughs> yeah. and then I will go and I will go sell them back to them or whatever I've got to do. But I get in so much yeah. trouble because I I love to collect all the stuff. Yeah, you have. I mean, okay. So I think I actually recently had like a, a aha moment of why this is. I like to be really like retrospective and like try to figure out what the root reason for things is, and it occurred to me. That playing when I was playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, trying to at least, and I couldn't, I, it was too heartbreaking still, so I, I had to stop. I realized that we were trained from, from this young age, trained us. If there is a way to interact with an item, it was important. We've been conditioned. Any item that you can take is important. Even if we know now, it's not. That is my theory. That is my, that is my theory. And I, I believe wholeheartedly that that is probably mostly true. Otherwise, we just have issues. Um, did you guys used to like? <laughs> did you guys used to throw the bombs at the chickens, and then all the chickens would come attack you? I would. Use oh yeah. The yes. knife, the sword. Um, yeah, yeah. You would. You would yeah. hit one of them, and it would. It would start flashing, and then oh, like yeah. twenty of them would come off the screen. Oh yeah, that's like that's yeah, that's just what you do in your spare time in Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't mention real quick that because I have a friend who will listen to this, and he is currently replaying Skyrim. I I don't even know if I should say replaying. He's played it on and off for you know since it came out, and he yeah. just randomly goes back to it and. 
he will spend an entire night reading books, fully reading the books in Skyrim. I've never met anyone else like this friend, but he he does that. He legitimately will sit and on his TV from his living room, open this book and just page through it and read this whole history of whatever the tale is in Skyrim. So when you feel bad about picking up silverware and plates, just know well, that, that there too. is there's another oh, I was gonna say there's another level. Now there's two Oh no. You gotta respect there's that, no though, coming right? back like no coming back from that. I don't, yeah. Hundred percent completion means a hundred percent completion. <laughs> Somebody some developer took the time to That's what I was about to say, yes to write this lore and just include it in the game that may or may not get written or get read by the yeah. by the player. So and I, I, feel like I like do have a respect for that. Too, you know? Like if you're into yeah. D&D, you should kind of understand how that works. You got to know the whole story, the whole lore. But there are so okay. many in those There's games. So like much, they, I, right. I, I I appreciate it and I respect what they've done and I do think it's it's really interesting how intricate it is where like, you know, me or Aaron could go through one of these games and never read that book. Like there are thousands of them in this one area and we don't even want to look at them, but there's like a whole thing there if you wanted to. And I, I think there's something really neat about that, but also that is part of the problem where I can't beat a game already. Yeah. Like if I stopped and read those books, Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's no why way. I don't finish games. <laughs> <laughs> it's also fascinating too, that not only those books cover, you know, just Skyrim and the land that you're in in Skyrim, but it's uh, probably a lot of it is the Elder Scrolls lore in general through throughout all the Elder Scrolls games too. That and just the everything they have to do to make it all match. To and not yeah. saying that that's it's all like that, but just the thought of how deep that lore goes and and just putting it in the game as optional is pretty pretty incredible. I have yeah. an idea. Uh, uh, my question, oh, no. my question, well, my question is. One, why are there not awards for the best written book inside of a game? That's and a two, great question. Two, should we create an award yes. for the best in-game yes. book or story or uh, typewriter scroll or whatever is in a Resident Evil game? You know, any of those things that you pick up and read, notes, case files, maybe we should have an annual award for that. Yeah, that I would agree. I be agree. interesting. Um, of course, I mean, we would have to read the things. Yeah, the only people yeah. actually judge it are people like me. No, Jesse would it's read the things <laughs> and tell us what she to would, vote for. And tell us. Yeah, I'll tell you. No, no, Jesse reads them all and gives us five of them. There you and go. You fall asleep though. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very calming voice when I read. Apparently. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very cool idea, though, and and it is funny that that doesn't exist. Something like that. Uh, yeah. That's that's a really. I feel cool like they need to get more credit specialty yeah i do too any credit really we got on a big tangent i, I want to know yeah what yeah. the survivalists actually is like what's the gameplay because i i've seen it it's like yeah. cutesy little characters but i don't know what it's about so the best way i can think to explain it is you land on an island that you are you, you don't land you like get washed up onto an island and there's like bad guys and there's different i forget how many islands but like there's different islands that are different levels and the first island you land on is like level one difficulty and every so many days it's kind of like it has seven days to die like every so many days there's a raid and a bunch of bad guys come to wherever you're at on the map and you have to fend them off and as you're progressing and collecting items to build up your base 
and weapons and stuff to survive, you can actually find monkeys that are either trapped by the bad guys or just kind of roaming around. And I don't know if there's a max, but like I've had like 20 monkeys at one point, and the game gets kind of glitchy at that point because there's so many monkeys on the game that like there'll be like random like monkeys like just on other islands all of a sudden. Like, how did you get over there? Like, we didn't go over there. So that's a little bit of a problem with the game, but you literally have a monkey army, and I'm pretty sure there's probably a lot more to the game, but that's really all I know of it. I've spent probably close to 100 hours playing this game, if not a lot more, and that's really all I can tell you about it, is that you get a monkey army, and you get to build a base. Um, that's that's all I've done with the game. <laughs> so it's it's more of like a, just a, like a, kind of like a tower defense type of situation kind of, for your... but you can also explore other islands you can build up other islands there's there's something to complete um i haven't gotten that far yet because i'm so focused with the building and the collecting of the monkeys um but you complete something or something i don't know like but do your monkeys carry over then or, or are you like starting from scratch every single time no they carry over they they go with oh, you okay. you build this raft you build okay. the actual working raft and then you go use that and your, all your monkeys go on the raft with you, and then you sail to these other islands to explore them and do do the same thing. But <laughs> I love how you say that. Like, yeah, well, that's that's how it works. It's a gameplay loop, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it works for me, um, unfortunately. Uh, I I feel like I I sh- sh- yeah. Um, so before that, though, I was playing a little bit of the Pokemon Arceus, and oh. that's a really a really fun game. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I got stuck between the survivalist, because I kept going back and forth to survivalist between other addictions, and then I started back on to Two Point Hospital. It's like a, a sim simulation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. You know, there's um, a new one coming out. What? Two Point Campus. I actually. Oh heard yes. About, yeah. Okay, the campus mm-hmm. one. Yes, yes, I have yeah, seen that. They advertise it, and I'll probably end up buying it. Um, because that's what I do. <laughs> supposed to have some cool innovations and stuff that they really are taking the I time to it. add in there so oh jeez yeah um yeah so i've been going between those two the survivalists two point hospital and it kind of snuffed out pokemon arceus but i still really like that game and I'll, i'm gonna be going back to it it's just it doesn't hold as strong the addicting tendencies as those games do I don't, so I don't keep up with the Pokemon games. And I mean, I, when I was growing up on my Game Boy, I had my Pokemon Red and my Pokemon Yellow and all that. And I've played a couple over the years. But what is that in relation to like the old school Pokemon games I know? What, where, where are we at now? Okay. So, well, I don't want to say where are we at moving forward because there's other versions of it that came out. So this one in particular is how, how do you explain it? So it's kind of like, more like the Legend of Zelda in the sense of like exploring the lands, like in the world and such. Kind of, I don't know. That's not even accurate either. I don't know how to explain it. But it, it is definitely really more fun. of an open worldy version. Yeah, it's more of open worldy type. Yeah, but I'm not going to compare it to Legend of not Zelda fully. Of the Wild. It's not fully explorable. Yeah, it's like many it, it's many areas. Yeah, and you can see the Pokemon, like the enemy. The ones in the wild, the wild Pokemon, instead of like it being like the tall grass and sneaky, because that always stressed me out. It's like, 
<laughs> like walking through the grass in the old school games and it's like okay i need to make it and it's like dang it i got caught because um, that's what you... rpgs used to be like wait i mean the original final fantasy you know yes, is yes. that i played on nes is you're mm-hmm. walking around on the map and you're in there you're going through the bushes and whatever yep. and all of a sudden you get uh you know attacked by enemies yep. and so that's when i think of pokemon i'm like that's kind of what i'm used were. to that's how yeah, yeah that's the original ones and this one it's just you literally are going out and about and collect by catching pokemon like you co- you can collect data essentially so it's, it's actually um how i kind of see it. this game is more focusing on the the research aspect whereas the other games have been more of the becoming the pokemon master aspect so this is kind of like if you were more uh going to, instead of deciding to take the path of i'm going to be the best that there ever was i'm going to be professor oak's sidekick essentially you Okay, stuff, a lot of stuff, and then you learn more about the Pokemon, and then there's of course side quests and such, and things to it's collect. It's a prequel, right? And I think that's why is because yes. this is set before most of the yes. Pokemon generations that we knew, mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. literally mm-hmm. learning about them for the first this time ever. Is, yeah, this is when a lot of people in the game are afraid of Pokemon. Uh, a lot of people don't agree that they should be um, side by side with you because they're dangerous. There's some people in the game believe that Pokemon, if we learn enough about them, then, you know, we can cohabitate, you know, coexist. So it's just kind of like one of those kind of beginning of world issues of, oh, they're different. We can't coexist. It's just... It's really <laughs> interesting. I like that. Yeah. I want to check that out now. I didn't know that existed. Yep. Yep. It's really cool. And- what do you think about the art style? Because it's a another divergence there, too. It's definitely kind of a almost it's definitely got an anime a different kind of anime aesthetic to it yeah it definitely i feel like it definitely has like that that actually sums it up perfectly it's like more of a anime type style and it very much is i i I like it i mean i i know there's a lot of people that are really picky about art styles and whatnot um i am able to appreciate pretty much anything as long as it's you know somewhat nice i i enjoy it i think that as always, they never have the characters have long enough hair for my liking. Because I have long hair. I don't know. That's, a, that's an important part. But enough about that little tangent. Um, other than the character <laughs> customization, I, I really do like it. I, I think that the... like One thing I would really like to part Breath of the Wild is I could honestly play that game and not actually do anything. Just explore and feel fulfilled in that time. Because yeah. I'm enjoying that, like, nature of the mm-hmm. game sounds weird but i when i say it out loud but that's exactly <laughs> what it's that's what's awesome about it yeah yep. yeah um and that's I how i was with of... cyberpunk too. yes yes just living in that world it's so different you kind mm-hmm. of escape into it yeah and then this game of course the graphics and the design is nothing like breath of the wild but it's just it gives you that kind of a, for at least me that kind of a feel to it because how it is designed and um i, I think it's really i think it's really well done and the the like I said, the Pokemon design specifically is very reminiscent of like the animes and such. So it kind of has that feel to it as well. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I'm excited for when you go back to that one and put some time yeah. in there. And I, I want to hear about it when you get a chance. I want to yeah. hear more as you continue your journey. You're obviously yeah. a Pikachu fan, right? <laughs> your username Bad Pika P. Yeah. How did that come yeah. about, by the way? Uh, we should have asked that in the, in the drug introductory episode, but where'd you get your username? So, ironically, Pikachu's not my favorite Pokemon, actually. Okay. Um, my bad Pikachu actually stems from 
my original gamer tag was uh, not original, but like the, my most widely used one. The last I don't know since like two thousand nine or ten when it came out. When it, I think I am going to love you guys so much if you know what this is. Like the Nathan Fillion? Yes. Yeah. Kevin, you're my man. <laughs> oh, no. it's not. It's a. Uh, it's not. It's Neil. Pa- is it Nathan Fillion? It's Neil, it's Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Felicia Day. Yeah. Yes. They did that. Is Nathan like, Fillion Rogers. in that though? Yep. He is Captain yeah. Hammer. Yeah. Um. So the 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 bad horse in it. I use that as my gamer tag. Uh, bad horse. 808, which, because of course Bad Horse was already taken, and 808 <laughs> police code actually means um, riot. So, I figured it was fitting. So, when I started to do streaming uh, on Twitch, I was like, okay, I need to come come up with like a good, like, catchy name. And I, that's how the bad part came into play. And I actually, so I, the Pikachu part came in because I had this, I have a Pikachu onesie. And I did, uh, I wrote a piece on the movie Pikachu Detective, or Detective Pikachu, um, as a, it was a premiere, and one of my friends, he was on the press, and so he's like, hey, do you want to write this article? He's like, perfect, got it. I, you know, so I wrote this piece, and for the cover, he's like, hey, I need a cover image. So my mind goes straight to, without even, like, needing to think about it, I put on my Pikachu onesie, and I had a, a Pokemon comic book, and I also had, uh, Deadpool on a rug, like, laying down, like, his initial one that he, I don't know if you guys reckon that, remember it or not, but he's, like, laid down on a bearskin rug in front of a fireplace. Like the Burt oh, yes. Reynolds, it's yes. a parody. Yes. Very yes. iconic. And so, because the movie, obviously, he plays it in it, so it, like, all pulls together, and I'm, like, sitting down lounging, it's actually my Twitch stream uh, profile picture. And so, then I'm like, well, it's already a video game type thing, and I already have this picture for it, so bad and I went around with it. At first, I was doing Bad Pika 808. Bad Pika P came later after I was readjusting things. And so, uh, for legal reasons, it has something to do with Pikachu. Uh, Pika awesome. is actually a word for uh, small, um, I which I am small. That. And P is just a cute word. Yeah, I was going <laughs> I, by the way, listeners, it's P. Yeah, it's pie. It's pie. Not, I like pie. I am small, but like, I like pie. She's not saying that Bad Pika urine. Is yeah. Just to clarify, <laughs> you did non-visual. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, yeah. None, none of us thought Pikachu about that. Okay. Because somebody uh, listening to this thought that. Somebody what? listening thought. You know that. what? I'm... I even people who are gamers when I'm streaming think that it's like they don't. They're not on the Pokemon side of things, which is fine. But Pikachu, like when like they each Pokemon says things, and it's they pretty much just said their name over and over again. Well, Pikachu in the Pikachu. anime will go Pika P. That's true. I didn't even think about that. You're so since you're not since it's not actually related to Pikachu because yeah, that's no, no, not no. why you made the name. Uh, no. I mean, easily Pi three one four. Do you live in the three one four area code? I oh, do now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Fascinating. I mean, it's it's right there. Dual, dual meanings. <laughs> Detective yeah, I got, Pikachu. I got all the there, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Let me hold on. Let me take a smoke from my bubble pipe. Oh gosh. <laughs> so then wait, what's your favorite Pokemon? Because if it's not Pikachu, what is it? Yeah, my favorite originally uh, was Charizard. Yes, yeah, Charizard yes. was red, and yeah. I, I guess I'm actually ironically, I didn't even think about this until later in life. 
but I'm an Aries, so that's a fire sign, and then I'm actually the Chinese zodiac, a dragon. Um, oh. so it worked out, you know, it makes sense. Cool. That, no, I love spirit it. Spirit Pokemon. <laughs> he was absolutely like my favorite starter and one of my all-time faves, and I have battled with my kids for years. I, I've never been able to yeah. get into the Pokemon games. I've owned so many and tried them, and they just never stick because the yeah. the gameplay loop just isn't for me. But Pokemon Go, I've put in. Oh, I don't want to talk yeah. about. Oh the, yeah, the let's hours. not talk about that one because that's, that's <laughs> better for me. <laughs> so we, we would play with my kids for years and years, and they like to raz me and so they every time they would call him char lizard and it would just oh, no. i would just start what? fuming like <laughs> respect fuming. your like, elders yeah that's exactly so yeah so i love hearing it's uh charizard that's yeah. awesome yeah. cool well what do you think you might play in the next week then what do you think you might focus on again you're not going to be held to this just curious yeah i mean i'm probably honestly at present i'm because tomorrow i'm streaming um i'm going to be playing my time of worship because that's what i'm addicted to um when it comes to this ADHD hyper focus thing, whatever it is, um, you don't control it, you don't guide it, you just go where it takes you. So, who knows what the future holds? But I, like I do it. know I am like ninety percent complete on this game called Immortal Phoenix Rising. If you haven't Ooh. heard of it, you need to get it, it to play it. Um, yep. It is that is really similar to Breath of the Wild. But with a Greek mythology twist, which is save it, save um, that because that can be a big conversation we can all okay, talk about. Yeah, so yeah. that one I'm very close to finishing, and that one is going to be a big deal when I do finish it because that's going to be like the only game I finished in like a, a couple years. <laughs> Great, I think I Immortal think Phoenix I own Rising that. was. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to say I, I think that Immortal Phoenix Rising was my first PS5 platinum. Oh no, nice. I'm playing on mm. Switch. Yeah. I didn't know That's it existed I didn't until mean to... I saw it for sale, and I grabbed it, and then it became like one of my top favorite games ever. Now, yeah, yeah, I love Greek mythology, so I like Me that. Too. We can we can talk about that one in depth and okay. the mechanics and stuff later. Cool. All right, Brad, on to you. What have you been up to this year? What have you been playing? Uh, most recently, I've been going through the Uncharted games. After seeing the movie, I kind of wanted to rekindle my relationship with those games i hadn't played them since the fourth one came out in 2016 and i found out just recently after getting through the fourth one that i barely remembered it um it's been a journey because playing those games on crushing difficulty is as i told you earlier no joke i often considered not trying to finish them <laughs> because there were so many segments where it felt impossible but I managed to get through all four of them, and I got two more to do after that that are just side games, The Lost Legacy and Golden Abyss on the Vita. So that's been my I've been hyper-focused on right now is just getting through all six of those and then figuring out what I want to play next. That's yeah. awesome. I, yeah, I yeah. will never, ever attempt that. It's my favorite franchise of all time, tied probably with The Last of Us, but like for big franchises, Uncharted is, is it for me, and so I would never... <laughs> pain myself by attempting what you're doing i'm incredibly impressed as as much as i you know talk about how hard it is it's not as bad as it sounds it's just a few sections where it it becomes really 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 frustrating but most of the chapters you can figure out them how everybody moves and how to zip your way through it and and what to do but it's it's now, so satisfying once you get through it for sure <laughs> did, 
Did you play the Uncharted 4 on the new updated PS5 remaster version? Not yet. Okay. What I'm thinking about doing, and this is so <laughs> trophy hunter of me, is the way that the trophies are set up on that edition is they combined Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, so there's only one Platinum. And I want to know what it's like if I Platinum both that and Lost Legacy on PS4 and import it, okay. if it's just going to auto-pop the Platinum. But I still want to see it, because it still looks yeah. beautiful on PS4. Um, it's incredible. I can't... I played yeah, through I'm it. I'm sure it looks fantastic i replayed uncharted 4 when that collection came out before the movie to kind of get myself back in the mood for it and it was just an amazing amazing upgrade package again with the 60 fps like the speed of it is just such a boost and then and visually it's incredible and storytelling is always that doesn't change that was always amazing and it's just such a great emotional perfect ending to the nathan drake saga and yeah i I loved it so i'm excited for you to get to it because i think you'll especially after having gone back through the whole series when you get to the upgraded version of it you're gonna be like i wish i could play all of these games like that that's what my first thought was i was like please do this to the nathan drake collection because i want it like that and i'm gonna go back through lost legacy on that collection the new version as well at some point this year luckily it's pretty short yeah, but yeah, so that's what I'm focused on now. Um, what I want to play after that, I, I have a number of things I already purchased that are just sitting in my backlog. Like Kevin, his uh, all his praise for Cyberpunk is a game that like I should have played through by now. I, I've just been putting it off for way too long, and I know the, the next generation version of it is available now, so I'm eager to get back into that. I just don't know when because I have to be in a in the right mind to, to get to deep dive into a game like that. It's so immersive and so many directions and things to do that I want to do it all. And I remember the first time I looked at that map and saw all the, like you felt with horizon, all the side quests and all the little things that you can interact with. And it's like, I'm just not in that place mentally right now to, to, to jump into that and and dedicate all my time to it. So that's on the back burner. The ones that I don't have that I uh, want to play is uh, tunic is everybody's talking about that. Now I, I think they announced that at E3 or some game convention a while back, and it's been on my radar. And now that that's out, I really want to play it. And when I'm done with Uncharted, I think that's going to be the first game I play. And then what was after that? Oh, the Book of uh, Moss, Book 2 on PSVR. Um, I don't know if anybody plays VR at all. Moss on VR was an incredible experience. I think last March or the March before, Sony gave away a bunch of VR games, and I borrowed my buddy's VR and haven't looked back um, because... It was absolutely incredible. I didn't realize what I was missing on it, and I'm really looking forward to their second generation of, of VR and what's what's coming with that. I think Horizon even has a, a game coming up in, in the new version of VR. Yep. Which should be pretty exciting. Do. Yeah, I've but, dabbled with the PlayStation VR myself, but I've actually, over the last couple of years, I have been using a tracking site that sends me emails when there are discounts, and they discount their VR selections like all the time. And I've been yeah. picking them off so that I have this library waiting for me and I'm going to get PSVR 2 uh, instead. Sure. And yeah, Moss is is like the number one that I can't wait to play. So there will be two Mosses yeah. for me. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I, I need to go back and play that one again. There's one trophy that's beaten the whole game without dying. And uh, I haven't attempted that yet. It's It's relatively short. I think maybe a six hour playthrough if you know what you're doing. 
if you don't you can you send it out because there's so many there's a bunch of little things to find and collect and and how to figure out to how to traverse the map and how to kill the enemies and everything but it's such a cute little game and so much fun that I'm, I'm really eager. I'll probably play the first one again, actually, before I play the second one. The other VR game, not the only one, but another one I can't recommend enough is Astro's Rescue Mission. The way that, like, I didn't I didn't realize how Absolutely. cool VR was until I got into, into those games and saw it build the world around you. And you turn around and see things. You, you should drive your little character over there to collect things that are hidden on a wall behind you that you wouldn't think to turn around and look at, you know, because you're facing forward and, you know, left and right. And just the the world they build around you is so cool. And I can't wait to see what the future holds in, in, on that medium. So those are what's coming up. I'd, I'd like to get into Returnal again. I spent a weekend on that and didn't get very far. But then like you, I took a break from it. And then it was hard for me to get in the mindset to like, okay, I need to yeah get back into the A lot play, of muscle memory required. Exactly. To- well, good. Yeah, no, that's good stuff, man. I I think maybe we can sync up at some point too soon because I've started Tunic and it's my next one to beat as well. I think I absolutely adore it and love it to death. And so Elden Ring for me is going to be like a long project. I've been, I'm 45 or so hours in, but I am massively over leveling myself before I attack anything kind of main story yep. related <laughs> that I can at least have a shot at not That's getting my butt done. handed to me. Yeah. And so uh, I think Elden Ring is going to be my personal like long game where it, it's going to, you know, I'm going to put in my 150 hours like a breath of the wild and I'm going to, I want to do everything. I really am completely like inspired to do that for the first time in a game like this, but it's, and and every session I have is is amazing. It's just not something I can just sit down and have my main focus on. And so I'll be playing other stuff. But anyway, point is that Tunic is like kind of like Elden Ring, only it's yeah. cute and <laughs> yeah. top down <laughs> and not as brutal. Sure. Elden Ring's another one on my list. I know, but the soul style has never really set with me. I like Kevin, I really like Bloodborne, got into it quite a bit, but I know what I'm getting into with the Souls games. So yeah, uh, I if I get Elden Ring, I know it's going to, just like Cyberpunk with me, I'm going to want to just sit down and hyper-focus on it and play nothing but that. And it's it's getting in that mindset that is that is basically preventing me from, from getting that game right now because I know that's I'm just going to dive into it and get so far lost in it. Yeah, I see a couple of other games on your list of games that you've platinum this year so far that we could talk about at some point as well. Forgotten City, sure. I have incredible love for that game. In fact, I so. called it my favorite game of last year. I yeah. thought it was incredible. Uh, and then Hades is my favorite game of like the year before, I think. Well, yep. I think that was the Last of Us 2 year, so it was more like a tie. That was an incredible yeah. year. It had the Final Fantasy VII remake too. I mean, that year was just unbelievably good but hades is like incredible year to be in quarantine right yeah no no (laughs) kidding right like that's the year you want to just spend putting into the games and so yeah we can we can dig into those kind of more specifically i think at some point as well but yeah excited to see that yeah instead of jumping in uh when kevin was talking about you and kevin were talking about it earlier i was going to wait till my little bit here about horizon forbidden west uh one thing what i would highly recommend having put the time into it myself is focus on the story missions as much as you can. I know it's hard to avoid the little tasks and stuff. Focus on the story missions as level capable of, 
because there's a lot of things that you can't explore until you unlock abilities that the story gives you. I found out the hard way. I started exploring caverns and stuff, but I wasn't able to, for example, swim deep enough to get something because I didn't have the right tool to allow me to do it. So I had to push off searching certain areas and, and climbing certain towers or I don't remember what the other thing was, but there's two specific things that the story gives you that allows you to fully explore the world that you don't have right off the bat. So I would recommend if, you, if you're the explorer type, at least getting to the story part that allows you to fully immerse yourself into exploring the world. Good advice. I would definitely agree with that for sure. I think it's it's worth playing. But yeah, so I mean, I, that's when I've dabbled with him for me earlier this year. I've not completed as many games early this year as I typically do in a year. I'm like in the middle of a whole bunch of things. Kirby was a big one for me. So I'm excited to talk about that at some point. Metroid Dread. Has anybody else played Metroid Dread? Or is anybody else into Metroid at all or excited about Metroid I've Dread? never eventually? been a Metroid guy. Okay. <laughs> Metroidvanias. Okay. So I have never been a Metroid person either. And at some point I may drop like a full review of this game as well, just all on you guys. But like, I'll tell you the short and sweet of it is I was house sitting for my ex-wife while my son was on spring break so that I could kind of spend an extra week with him just comfortably and also watch their dog and bring my dog up to hang out. And so I took my switch up there because it was the easiest thing to transfer with me. And I was like, I'm going to focus on my switch games for this week and I'm going to beat Metro Metroid dread. And I played through it all in a week and I absolutely adored it. It was incredible. One of the best experiences I've had in a long time, very difficult fights at times in that game, but each and every one with about 30 to 45 minutes tops of kind of learning the repetitions, just old school style, like a Mega Man game of learning the boss moves, etc. I was able to get them done until I got to the final boss. And guys, I have been stuck on this final boss. And I don't know if I'll ever beat the game. Like I went ahead and went into my GG app and my my backlog, my, my game tracker online, and I've, I marked it as finished because I honestly don't know that I have it in me. I just don't have the desire to spend hours trying to perfect it for this pointless thing that is nothing other than like a percentage point on the screen. I, I, I want to, right? But I But I look at it and I'm like, I could spend two hours doing that angry and still maybe not get it done. Or I could put two hours into something else. You're laughing. Are you, are you or do you experience this too? Or not at are you all. feeling sympathy for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't necessarily, I don't really get angry when I play games. I get frustrated, but like not angry, I wouldn't say, but I have been in many situations in games where I've learned like the only way to accomplish this is a by pure luck or b by just repetition and figuring it out slowly but surely i was streaming the immortal Phoenix game and there was this one vault i i'm pretty sure i streamed for like five hours trying to complete one section of this vault it was bad it was bad i remember those some of those were not kind <laughs> yeah yeah i actually have a clip of me playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, one of the dungeons, or ruins, or whatever they call them, each game is different. And it was like the, the one on the Wii uh, Switch, or, yeah, the Switch, where you have to, like, rotate it. Yep. And it's like the platform with the ball in the center, the puzzle ball. Yeah, I hated those. <laughs> um, I have a clip of, like, it literally was just pure luck. I spent hours 
hours trying to do that in multiple days because I like had to take a break and come back to it and try like different strategies and looking mm-hmm. online to see how people did it. I did it essentially. I, I it was a complete accident. I accidentally like the the mechanism like flipped over the thing, and I actually pretty much like swatted it with the underside of the maze, and the ball went like hole in one. So. Yeah, that was pretty phenomenal. Well, I'm sure it's an incredible feeling, though, right? And that's oh, the yeah. thing is, like, if I could ever do it, you know, if I ever went yeah. back to it and I did try it, it's that amazing, unbeatable moment of, like, I accomplished this. Yeah. I just, there's just, there's a fine line to me between Like, is this, do I yourself, really need to be happy in life if I finish, like, yeah. do I need this? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to finish Metroid Dread, guys, but I love the game, and I even would highly recommend it to everyone that is into metroidvania style games because it is so crisp and so well made and so just well, selling me on it pristine version of that kind of game play the other things that i'm kind of in the middle now of that are next up so i one of the things we're about to talk about when we launch into this, some of this news is that kingdom hearts 4 got announced during the, i think it's the 20th anniversary that they were celebrating of the game series mm-hmm. and so i was like yeah I was like, okay, no. I got to go play Kingdom Hearts 3. I never finished it. I bought it, didn't finish it, but they had a PS5 upgrade. And it really helps the game a lot. Again, with the FPS boost and the graphics, it just is a much better, smoother gameplay. So I've been launching into that quite a bit, and I've gotten pretty far. I'm, I think, next to last world on it. I've got lots of thoughts, and I'll probably save those. Maybe I'll do that one next week because I should be done with it. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's so good to be back in any world that lets you experience being in a Disney world yeah. for any amount of time. There's nothing quite like that. Dragon Quest Eleven was one I started a long time ago. I never thought I was going to finish it. And then I randomly came back to it maybe a month and a half ago and just put in 30 or 40 hours over two week period. So I'm really pushing forward on it as well and getting closer and closer to beating it. It's a game that I truly think could be in maybe my top five ever RPGs when all is said and done, to be honest. I I always said it was my second to Zelda. Did you finish it? Oh, Um, you played that one? Or you played it? I played, the the first one I ever came across was, I think it was the one on PlayStation in high school. I honestly can't remember if it was like seven or eight or what. But it was the first one I ever came across. And after that, I was hooked. And that was the first and only one i ever actually completed straight through because i was so hooked on it i was able yep. it was able to keep my attention to the very end and it was a lot of hours but yeah i always oh. say zelda's my top favorite dragon quest is my second top favorite but now that immortal phoenix rising came along i don't know yeah i might push it out <laughs> you say dragon quest 11 i'm pretty sure i Maybe played dragon 11. quest on nes <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, i mean the series goes yeah. way back it's oh, as yeah. old as final fantasy and it's yeah you know maybe even bigger than final fantasy in japan this game has come out multiple times over the last several years on different consoles and it, it was it was dragon quest 11 and it was an exclusive like to playstation and then it was it came to switch as dragon quest 11 s with some weird subtitle which had a bunch of extra features like you it has like the halo master chief collection feature where you can switch back and forth between pixelated like old school tiny graphics not on the fly but you can like re reload a save and go in that mode 
or play it in the modern mode and some other it it added a speed up fight mode thing that i use exclusively so again like a lot of comforts and accessibility features and it is really just such a great like the you know characters make these games what they are jrpgs like your cast of people that you're adventuring with spending this 80 hours or whatever so yeah it's one that i have the aspirations of doing everything like i don't know if i'll ever get the platinum i'll probably look at it for this one i do have like 15 or so platinums overall so there are very few that i want to do that with but you know if it's a matter of just getting everything and seeing everything in the game those are the kind of platinums i tend to go for and this is one that i want to do everything in the other ones that I've started and haven't really finished are uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. I started that one on that house-sitting week as well, another long-running RPG series that's on the Switch, and I am having a blast. Uh, it's a very, very good game. It's the game that Persona series came out of, and I have a deep love of Persona. We'll talk about that plenty on this podcast over the years, I'm sure, because I love me Persona more so than Shin Megami Tensei which that came out of, as I said, but this one is a really good RPG. I'm just not super far into it yet. And then I started Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and I've got some issues with this. And so I think, Kevin, you're going to probably eventually play this because you as well are a big Borderlands fan like me. Yeah. There, you know, this game was built off of a DLC for Borderlands 2 called Assault on Dragon Keep, which is where they did like this, I don't know, six, seven, eight, ten hour campaign of Tiny Tina being a dungeon master. And it was used as a method in game storytelling wise of her dealing with grief over the loss of this essentially father figure in the Borderlands story that was so important to her. So it's hilarious and it's incredible, clever way of putting all of these fantasy tropes and D&D aspects into the Borderlands universe while being deep storytelling. I loved it. It was one of the best DLCs I've ever played in my entire life. So I was super hyped for this game. I've only had one long session of Tina, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and it is just not hitting for me. The comedy is like repetitive and just juvenile to me in a way that does not feel like there's anything deeper to this. And it it feels like they used all of the best possible kind of tropes in the shorter DLC. Like it was such a condensed, hyper-focused, to use that word that we keep bringing up, kind of situation where everything went into that little piece. There was so much passion. And then they tried to take that and go, okay, how do we blow it up into a 40-hour game and stretch it all out? And there's this unique thing about tiny tina's wonderland that's different for the series where instead of having open worlds that you traverse in various vehicles there's an overworld old school jrpg style and you have this little like chibi character it's supposed to be kind of like a DD board but it doesn't look like it and they like walk around this very linear kind of structured little paths and interact with like they you know punch each other and it imp- and it, they can go into like little mini battles. It's almost like an MMO style game where you go into a mission and you have like a 5 minute long mission where you're throwing a bunch of enemies at you and you get some loot at the end of that mission and then you're popping back to the overworld. So it's a very different feeling 
than Borderlands, where you're just coming upon the things out in the world in various like cities or you know you come across something's kind of home area and everything pops out of the ground and attacks you so i'm not loving it yet and i'll probably put more time into it and i'm hoping that it eventually grabs me because i want it to but has not been the best first impression so far unfortunately do you think you might like it with the new dlc content coming out it's currently like a season I really already oh my goodness no I have no idea maybe I don't know I I really want to love this game and the the intention was to play it co-op with my kid so I do kind of put certain games aside and we play through them while I still have my son uh, before he heads off for college in a couple years and so we'll see but uh yeah so far just it was an unfortunate thing because I pre-ordered you know the hundred dollar best version of the game I was so excited for it and then that first session just took the wind out of my sails and I have so many other things I'm into and interested in that yeah. I was like, well, why am I going to force myself? You know, I'll play something I know I'm going to enjoy. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll get, get back to it. But I, I should be done with Kingdom Hearts by next podcast. And I'll have some some good thoughts on that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, I am. Because this one, I, I'm really just trying to get through the story. There are moments. Gotcha. I'll, I'll explain why when yeah. we talk it. But it, there are moments in this game where I'm just like, can we can we move please can we can we get going like I, i'm ready okay there are other moments where i'm just like i don't ever want to leave what i'm okay. doing so it's a little bit of a mixed bag but we'll see real quick anything you're supremely looking forward to for the rest of 2022 this can just be kind of like a list type of situation we don't have to talk in depth about any of these i'll rattle mine off real quick like the quarry i'm excited for that it's the next game from Supermassive. massive uh, they made a game called until dawn they're all about like these cinematic experiences where it's just choice you just make the choices for the characters and they live or die and you it's like choose your own adventure style and i cannot get enough of them in fact one of the games i just finished completing was one of their anthology games last week and i played through it over a weekend and loved it god of war ragnarok unquestionably starfield if it comes out so all these big triple a titles hogwarts legacy probably going to try it out with its rpg see how it works Gotham Knights, uh, Batman's my favorite DC character, so I'm all about seeing what that one is like, especially multiplayer. Lord of the Rings, my favorite IP overall. Uh, I'm a big, big Middle Earth fan. Tons of merch in my apartment, or my house, I guess I should say. Uh, So Lord of the Rings Gollum, I'm excited for that. The Callisto Protocol, it's the new game from the makers of Dead Space, so it's going to be another kind of sci-fi horror game, and so that intrigues me and the other one i'm really on the fence about is sonic frontiers like i'm really curious about that it's it's like sonic breath of the wild and i don't know how that's gonna work uh if it just does not compute in my head i've never liked sonic the dreamcast uh game sonic adventures sonic adventures yeah yeah i didn't play them i'm not a big sonic fan at all uh in game wise so uh, yeah but it just it looks good. The trailer was appealing. So, yeah, lots of stuff I'm looking forward to, but those are some of them. Uh, who else? Anybody? I, uh, Brad, what are you looking forward to? Put down a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, uh, I think the first game, a Plague Tale Innocence. It's a 2018, maybe 2017. It's a single-player game, but narrative you're playing as, I can't remember her name because it's been a couple years, but uh, you're her little brother's name is Hugo and he has this sort of power that I don't want to spoil anything but 
you you're guiding him through this whole thing that like the uh spanish plague and basically they're, they're making a sequel for it that i'm really excited for i didn't i didn't expect that they were going to be making one i think it's slated for this year i'm not certain i don't think it's talked about enough and now that i'm talking about it, i kind of want to replay it again because i feel silly that i'm not able to describe the story entirely for you but i also don't want to spoil it other thing was the you already said god of war i'm not confident that that's even coming out this year but it, it's possible Me they either. just haven't given a date yet you know so I, it's i'm excited for when it does come out i hope it comes out and it's ready to come out and it's not forced out and everything so i'll always be excited for that on the horizon and then the other one i put was a little game called sea of stars that i actually got on the kickstarter for back in 2020 I, they're finally starting to show some promotional material on like the nintendo conferences it looks like an old style like snes final fantasy type game it looks really cool i did something I don't, I don't want to put it out there yet because it's kind of a secret, but I did something really cool in-game uh, to have included in-game that I'll share in the future. But that's supposed to come out this year. That's Kickstarter still yep. says April of 2021, or maybe that's another one game that I'm thinking of. But I think that last I heard it's slated for this fall, and I, I couldn't be more excited for that. Yeah, I have a backer as well, just so you know. So <laughs> Oh, a, yeah, awesome. Of, I'm, Good. I'm nice. Sea of Stars. I cannot wait. Jesse, anything on your radar? I the Sea of Stars game sounds amazing. <laughs> I'll have to look into I, that one. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you know the way that you describe your love of like old school JRPGs in the same way as us. Yeah, like, it is. It is built to be exactly what we talked about that, but with modern sensibility to it. But that same yeah. style, pixelated and. So now I'm oh. excited about that game. <laughs> good, 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 good. And then the only one I like, I don't pay attention to anything really that's going on. <laughs> so that includes game releases. Usually I find out by other people talking about it like this. So the only one I do know about that, that has not come out this year yet has is the, I guess the, I don't know if it's a sequel or what exactly, but it's the second game coming out based on my time in Portia, just because that's like my current obsession right now. And apparently in like a month or two, my time in something i forget the name of it actually but i'm really excited about it <laughs> so yeah i mean the, like, the games that i w would have been and was the most excited about already came out this year like the, the pokemon game and well I was, I was going to be excited about the tiny Tina, but i haven't i don't actually have it yet i didn't get it yet and only because a couple of my friends were talking about playing it with me but after you know hearing your feedback on them Maybe not too excited about that anymore. <laughs> I, there, there's a base level of fun that you get by playing Borderlands games with other people. Yeah, that that cannot be like discounted. You would you will still have fun with it if you play yeah. with friends. There's no doubt. I think it's yeah. called Sandrock, by the way. Sandrock, that right? yes, that's it. My, yep, you're right. I'm at Sandrock. Okay, cool, awesome. Got it. Well, we're gonna increase that list every single week as we talk. You just oh, wait no. <laughs> for you. We're gonna like yeah. build you this gigantic oh. list. I don't need any help to be quite honest. <laughs> I have so many. I I can't. Like, if I were to write down all the games that I have yet to finish and, and would like to finish, it honestly would scare me. I don't want to know. So, so <laughs> yep, much. The backlog time. is a nasty thing. <laughs> well, what about you, Kevin? What are you looking forward to? You mentioned a couple of them, Aaron. Being a big Batman guy, Gotham Knights is going to be high up on my list. I think the Hogwarts legacy is really interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what that's all about and, you know, kind of exploring that, that world more in depth. 
couple of them that I didn't hear anyone else mention. I'm a big Evil Dead fan, so there's a new Evil Dead game coming out next month. I'm really excited to see that. It's a $40 game, so you know it's not as big of an investment as some of the other new ones coming out, and I really love playing those games. Uh, so that's kind of going to be fun, I think. And there's a game that I was really excited for at PS5 launch, and I never heard anything else about it, and it kept getting delayed. But I know that Aaron, at least, is really excited for this, too, and that's Stray. Absolutely. Yes. Give me the game that lets me play as the cat. I have been yeah. waiting for this uh, for so long. It keep, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to believe that the delays are making it better, because that's what I will <laughs> always choose to believe. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm I'm here with you for sure on straight yeah we've yeah. been waiting so long for this it looks so cool and it's like you get to be a cat like yeah bring it on so what are they waiting for hopefully <laughs> that comes out this year and uh there's there's a new saints row game coming out i mean those are fun they're so i enjoy the the quirky comedy of those you know it's like okay. grand theft auto but but a cartoon so you're fun even more yeah. irreverent than grand theft auto in some ways yeah, yeah it's like a, a super rated r cartoon <laughs> cool well, this week, we'll wrap it up. So that's it. We'll be back next week with our first kind of weekly format episode. That'll be when we start to find our groove and figure out what our normal flow and structure is going to look like. So please come back to hear that. Let us know what you thought. Find us on social media. You can find links to all of our individual social media channels and the ones for the show in every episode. Show notes. We obviously would love to chat and hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a review on your podcast app of choice because that always helps us out. Thank you for listening. We're looking forward to talking to you again soon.